Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner was that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season three, we're talking all about travel jobs. Let's get started. Welcome back. My guest today is McKenna Moody, who is a flight nanny for puppies. And what that means is she transports puppies from Salt Lake City, where she's based, to their owners across the United States so that these little puppies don't have to fly in cargo on the airplane. And so we talk all about how she got started in doing this, what the day in the life is like, and all of her miles on the airlines. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I am here today with my awesome guest, Kenna. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but guys, she's a flight nanny, and I'm going to let her tell you about herself and what that is. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is McKenna. My nickname is Kenna. It's just way easier that way. I was actually born and raised in Vancouver, Washington, just a little background about me. Um, And then when I was about 14 or 15, I moved to Utah, which in Utah, it's very, there's a ton of breeders, a ton of doodles, a ton of families want the family dogs here. But I didn't really know anything about what even a flight nanny was or anything. I was just living my life. I was in high school. And then I met my high school sweetheart. We got married and I'm 21. So we dated for two years. We've been married for about a year and a half. And I had previously just been working the normal high school jobs. I worked at the movies. I worked in a kitchen and I stopped working there and I didn't want to go to college. School's not for me. And um, my mom actually started becoming a partner breeder with someone named Candace with Artisan Doodles. And she basically was telling me that um, she used to have flight attendants that would deliver puppies for her. But in a way, they would be using their benefits for other business purposes. So they were making money through their benefits and they were getting fired. And she was like, I have 10 puppies at home and I like can't really like just leave and go fly. And I had just stopped working at my other job. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. And it kind of just fell in my hands. And I was like, at one point I asked my mom, I, I asked her, how, how do puppies get home? There's no way every single person flies out or drives out and she was like well you just have someone fly out and she told me about it and then it's kind of all lined up and so my very first delivery I I actually just hit two years my very first delivery was with two puppies so I flew to one state and dropped off and then flew to another state and dropped off and I loved it it was the it was like the best thing ever and so I kind of hit it off from there and basically flight nannies a flight nanny is you basically love puppies all the way home. It's way better than having them go underneath the plane, especially when you deliver puppies that are eight to 10 weeks old. Um, And you just have everything you need for them. You have treats, toys, and you just make sure that they get home in a loving, safe and comfortable way. Oh my goodness. So like, this is so unique. And when do you think the term flight nanny was coined? I don't think that's like a typical job that you hear I know. people having. Well, 
Yes. And even to this day, people are like, what do you, what is your title? And I honestly, when I first was introduced to this and my mom was telling me about it, I was like, okay, so what do you call that? Like, <laughs> I don't know, puppy flyer. Like, I don't, I didn't really know. And so I think it's, I, I think it's been a thing for a while in a way of companies do it. <clears throat> but what I did is I wanted to pursue this as my own business because there's nothing better than being your own boss. And I was like, I'm well enough. Like, I feel like I'm confident enough to do this on my own. And I didn't want to go work for a company where, um, I've worked with a lot of companies where you don't know the back end of things or what's happening, especially when it comes down to a puppy that you're supposed to loving, supposed to love and care for. And so I think it's been around, but it's, it's definitely gotten more and more broad with how many more puppies are being born that need to get home to their families. Wow. So this is interesting. And I want to back up for a second because I love how confident you are. You're like, I didn't want to go to college. That's not for me. Like I was doing these jobs. <laughs> But like, you want to work for yourself and you're 21 yeah. and that's amazing. So like, were, were you always like this? Did you always have this kind of like go-getter confident attitude? Well, I have four brothers and no sisters. So I was definitely raised in a family where I had to kind of fight my way through life. I was always the little princess, even though, you know, I grew up a tomboy, so I wasn't even girly in the slightest. I've never been shy. I've always been confident and I feel like, you know, the jobs that I've done throughout life um, have helped me to kind of know that I want to be working with people and not necessarily at a movie theater, but in a way working with people or just doing something where I can kind of take control because I, I just very much know, I feel like when I know something, I know how it needs to be done and I know how to do it well and how I want to do it. And in the very beginning, I honestly didn't think like, oh, I wonder if there's companies that do it. I kind of just, it kind of just like fell into place. I didn't even in the moment think like, you know, okay, what if I become a flight nanny and then I do this and this, it literally just like happened as it happened. And then eventually it was like, I think I'm going to do this by myself because I since had people reach out to me that are like, hey, like we work for this company. Would you want to come work with us? Or hey, I work for this company. Can I come work with you? And so it's kind of like, oh, like it kind of clicked. Like there's other companies and there's not a lot of people that do it on their own. I've ran into a couple other people throughout airports where it's like they're the actual breeder themselves wow. or they're the daughter of a breeder, which in case in the case I am, but I have kind of expanded in a way and done multiple other breeders. And so it, I've actually offered and been like, Hey, if you, if you ever need a flight nanny, let me fly for you. You stay home with your puppies and I'll do all the work for you. And so I kind of have always just been like, let's get it done. So <laughs> amazing. And like, yeah, this is very inspiring, like perfect lesson in networking and building your connections and see where it gets you. So right, right. how many puppies to date have you transported? So I have delivered, so I just hit two years and I have delivered 167 puppies to their wow. family. <laughs> That's amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy to think I've done that many and every single one is unique in their own way, you know? So can you tell us like what, how does it work? So like you get contacted by a breeder and then like, do you make flight arrangements today? How does it all work from start to finish? So I have flown for over 25 different breeders. Every breeder works in their own way. And sometimes, you know, the way 
I feel like the way things should be done, it's just easier to do it through the one person that will do it the same every time. Cause every breeder again works differently. And so basically what happens is I actually just recently created a website. And so people can go on my website and they can fill out a form or the buyers will reach out to me directly or the breeders will reach out to me directly. And I basically look at flights. I do all the research. I find what would be flexible. What's the best? Because in the end, I usually... I normally most of the time go to the state and then back in a day, especially if I'm doing back to back flights throughout mm -hmm. the days, I got to get home for the next one. And so at that point, I always um, require like a first deposit so that I can book my flights. And then once I drop off the puppy is when the, the, the remaining deposit is due. That way there's a level of trust. Like, you know, <laughs> you're not giving me all your money. I just need this deposit to book the flights and get us ready. So I haven't even made any money yet in a, in a way. There's also a pet and cabin fee that you have to book. And then in the end with all the flying, the parking at the airport adds up. And mm -hmm. so there's a couple of fees on top of that. And basically I give them a price charge. I tell them the flight time and the day that I was looking at, which um, I do it around the breeder too. So I will make sure it works with the breeder and figure out a pickup time. Um, and then once we're set with that, I give them the flight number and I give them all the, all the details that they need. I tell them like, here's the flight number for, if you want to track the flight, but I will be sending you pictures and updates throughout the whole travel process. It's, it could be easy to just pick up a puppy and then deliver it and do like the bare minimum job. But part of it's in a way being a flight nanny, it's a, it's a luxury service mm -hmm. rather than just putting them under the plane or somebody driving out. I mean, you're with them 24 seven. So I will get to the airport and we shuttle to the airport. That's when I love to send pictures. Like I'm loving them. I'm with them. It might be early in the morning, but I have a blanket to keep them warm, like type of thing. Um, and then you go through security and you get to your gate. And normally what I do is I bring tons of things with me. I bring pee pads, treats, toys, chew sticks, anything to keep them occupied. I even uh, sometimes have peanut butter on me so if the puppy is a little extra anxious they can just lick a little bit off my finger kind of keep him occupied and I go to the gate that I'm at and I pick a little corner and I set up a couple pee pads and in a way I just get their energy out and I make sure I play with them just kind of make it as normal of a day as possible for them you know puppies wake up and they play and they eat some food and uh, it's it's a very good way of um, delivering them without traumatizing them because one of my goals is uh, so 167 puppies that was 167 puppies that didn't have to go under the plane mm -hmm. because there's puppies that will get shipped there's dogs that will get shipped under the plane and they actually pass away whether it's too cold or it's too hot they're in the dark they go to the bathroom and then they sleep where they went to the bathroom and that could be a potential start of anxiety for the rest of their life and so my, and I just love dogs. I grew up with them. And so in the end, they're the most innocent little babies ever. So I just want to love them all the way home. And the nice thing is when they fly with me, they go right under the seat in front of me. And so I will sometimes like leave the top open a little bit and I can just check in and pet them. 
I bring, sometimes I deliver two puppies um, to two different families and I have a little fan that I'll bring and I'll keep them cooled down because of all that fur on a plane. And I get to the airport and I meet the families in baggage claim and I drop off and I give a little rundown of, you know, if they went to the bathroom or if they ate anything or whatnot. And I think the best thing is getting to deliver to the kids. There's sometimes the parents will say, you know, we have family here for a layover. We're just going to go say hi to them. And then I come around the corner with a puppy and I'm like, this is your puppy. And they're crying. And it's like, sorry, that was a lot, but that's basically like a big general idea of what it looks like. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) So is two puppy or two dogs the maximum that a flight will allow one person to have? Yes. And I've actually had it where there's been breeders that want a third puppy to go. So if the buyers want to, um, I've had my husband fly with me. I've had another friend that's done a couple flight flights with me before. Um, we'll set, book a separate ticket and then I'll have two and she'll have one and we'll be sitting next to each other. And then I think one time, yeah, one time I went to Florida and we delivered three puppies to three best friends. Oh. And it was, it's so fun that way. It's extra work because you're in a way taking care of three babies, but it's like, it's so fun, especially when you get to travel with someone too. Yeah, definitely. And so what's the furthest you've ever traveled for this job? So I actually started kind of before COVID was going to hit and it was just best to stay in the United States. And so I think the furthest I've been is um, probably like New York or Massachusetts, something like that. Um, I definitely go East Coast a lot. There's been a couple people that have wanted me to take their puppy to like Maine, you know, the very Mm -hmm. top. But it just like didn't work out or the flights were too expensive. But New York and Massachusetts are are way fun, too. So I've de- also delivered a couple puppies where I met someone in Florida or on the East Coast. And then they flew with their puppy to like their country from mm. there. So cool. And you said you do like a lot of same day flights. You'll go back because you might have another one. Have you ever had an opportunity to stick around and explore some new states? Yes, it's mainly sometimes I will fly in later and it it actually sometimes is cheaper to book a flight that's cheaper in the later in a later time of the day and then I'll get there and have a hotel and then I'll go out and kind of walk around and kind of explore a little bit. I haven't done it yet where I've gone and stayed like um, a couple days to explore which I would love to do. Again, it's mainly because I got to get back for the next Mm -hmm. flights. But um, I do have family in uh, Washington and Oregon. So I have taken a couple opportunities to land there and spend a couple days with my grandma or family and hang out and then head back. So it's fun. I love it's a good way to get out and kind of explore. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits. That's awesome. Right. And so about on average, how often are you traveling each week? So I usually fly probably eight to 10 times a month, which averages out to twice a week. But again, um, sometimes like if I have a breeder reach out to me and they want me to fly their puppies and a lot of them in the litter are going out of state, well, they kind of have to go home in that week or the next two weeks. So during Christmas time, this is a good example. It was insane because there were so many people that were trying to get their Christmas puppies home. And so I had these breeders that reached out to me and 
at one point, I think I flew 10 times this month, but I think I did it in like two weeks. I basically flew Monday to Friday or Saturday, took a day off and then flew Monday to Friday or Saturday, just because when there's puppies that got to go home, you can't really wait weeks and weeks kind of thing, you know, but yeah, so I probably average twice a week, but I usually do more than that. Wow. So like for me, just getting on a plane for some reason, I just feel tired. <laughs> like, do you experience <laughs> that? <laughs> Are you tired all the time or have you learned to manage it? It's, I thought of it in a way it's like a flight attendant. I mean, they fly all the time. They get, you know, you just get used to it. But the nice thing for me is I can watch a movie or I can read a book and I can hang out. I've noticed a lot of times when I do the really, really early morning flights, sometimes I'll meet breeders at two in the morning, three in the morning to be able to get somewhere in a day um, and back. I'm, I'm super tired from lack of sleep and how early it is. And so I usually stay awake. I mean, I do stay awake with the puppy that I have just to give them attention, make sure they're doing good during the flight. And then it's kind of nice because my flight home is like, okay, I could take a little nap now and kind of catch up. So it sometimes makes the flights go by fast because if I'm tired, but I also have found things to occupy me. I mean, movies, I love to read books and sometimes I'll bring crossword puzzles just, or sometimes I'll just sit there. You just kind of get used to it and realize this is it. Like I'm stuck on this plane for three hours and let's make the most of it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, we talk about travel on this podcast, like exclusively. So everyone listening is a big fan of being on planes. Right, right. (laughs) We get it. (laughs) Very cool. Are there any special precautions you need to take when traveling with a puppy? Definitely. Parvo. Have you heard of Parvo before with puppies? Oh, maybe, but can you explain it? Parvo is basically a disease that puppies are really susceptible to if they are not fully vaccinated. It can come from feces of other dogs and just germs. And basically, if a puppy gets it, it's usually uncurable and they pass away. So in a way, these puppies are in my hands and in my care. And so I have had workers at the airport say, they say to me all the time, like, if you need to go to the pet relief area, it'll be at this gate. I have never, ever taken a puppy to the pet relief area. And I never will because there are multiple people that go there with their dogs every day. Who knows where the dogs are coming from? Who knows how old they are? Who knows? You know, there's multiple possibilities. And then on top of that, there's those owners that their dog goes to the bathroom and they don't even pick it up and they will just leave it in the pet relief area. And so it is like super important. I think that's probably one of my number one tips is some people just don't think about it. They're like, oh, my dog, I need to take my dog somewhere to the bathroom and there's a pet relief area. Well, especially if they're not fully vaccinated, it will most likely be fatal, especially with all those germs. Also, a lot of times people will come up and want to pet the dog or the the puppy, or some people will come up and just start kissing the puppy and petting them without even asking what, in my opinion, is, you know, not respectful in the first place. You should always ask an owner to pet their puppy. But when people come up and want to pet, I I always just say, um, I'm so sorry, this puppy is not fully vaccinated and they're not mine anyways. I'm taking them to their new family. So because of that, I just need to keep them safe and sanitized because you don't know where people's hands have been. You don't know, you know, you just don't know anything. And so in the end, I carry a hand sanitizer on me and I use it all the time. Sometimes if I have little kids come up and they want to say hi and they're like bawling their eyes out, I'll give them hand sanitizer to pet, to use on their hands and then they can pet the puppy. But in most cases, I just play it safe. I go to my little corner and I don't really let people come up. If you're wondering like, what do I do then? How does my dog go to the bathroom, especially like a 
a puppy pee pads. I just bring pee pads with me, especially because a lot of breeders use pee pads to where the puppies know, like, this is where I go to the bathroom. And so it's just a good alternative because I would hate to deliver a puppy that in the end passes away from possibly getting parvo or a sickness from traveling with me. Yeah, that's amazing. And like, those are super important things to consider. If you're transporting your own puppy, like just things you maybe wouldn't consider as a human, right? Without all this experience of around puppies. Totally. Awesome. So do you have a ton of airline miles now? (laughs) Yes. So I normally fly my main airlines that I fly for with puppies that I know are really good is I fly with Delta. Delta is like my number one option, American and Alaska. They Delta is cheaper on. So do you, is it okay if I give you some numbers for the prices? So the pet and cabin fee for Delta is $95. It used to be 125, but it dropped to 95. And that's actually a pretty, I think they're, they might be like the cheapest one around. Alaska is 100 and American is 125. And so I, and all of those don't require paperwork, which is nice. And so they do have like the rules, how old their puppy has to be and stuff like that. But sometimes they don't even look at the carrier to see if there's even a pet in there. Like I sometimes joke, I'm like, I could with Delta, I'm like, I could hop on a plane with like a lizard in my carrier and they wouldn't even know because sometimes they just don't look and they don't care. As long as you pay and get your little tag to show that you have a pet, then you're good to go. And I usually like to save up all my miles that way when I go on trips with my husband. I, in the end, I don't really have to pay anything, yeah. which is nice. It's well-deserved, especially for how many hours I spend traveling and delivering puppies. So <laughs> do you have any big travel plans coming up with your miles? We actually went to Hawaii last year. And for those that are listening that are like, I should start doing like saving up my miles. I always, I have like a couple credit cards for uh, Delta. That way you can get double or triple the miles because in the end it gets you way more miles and you get benefits from it. So last year when we went to Hawaii, I think we paid $20 total in order to go, which is nice because it's, Flying, flying is like a big chunk of expenses normally. And we're also going on a cruise with uh, my husband's family. And so we're flying to Florida and we, I think, paid $15 for it. And so it's really worth it to get the credit card and to use it for stuff. In my case, I use it mainly for business purposes, mm-hmm. which I book so many flights and so much money go- goes towards flights and paying cabin fees and stuff like that, that it really can rack up your miles for you and get you benefits that I you don't even know existed. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. Huge fan of travel credit cards. And like you can yes. definitely devise a strategy depending on what you're using your credit cards for. Right. So you're totally. buying flights. It totally makes sense to have yes. like an airline credit card. What is it like to take puppies through security at the airport? So normally when you go through the general security line, you know, the ones where you stand there and you put your hands up and it like swivels around you. So instead of going through that, you always take your puppy out. A lot of times the TSA agents will tell me you have to take your puppy out. And I know that already, but I guess that there's been people that have actually sent their puppies through the x-ray machine before, which yes, horrible hands over the face. Like what the heck? And so basically you take out your puppy and you send everything else through and you just walk through the little um, rectangle one and through the general security line, they will test your hands, I think for any drugs or anything that may, you know, somebody could possibly smuggle somehow 
through a puppy. I have TSA pre-check and clear. And so when you go through, it's really nice. I don't have to take off my shoes or take out laptops or anything, which is nice when you have a puppy with you and your hands are kind of full. And I just walk through and they don't test my hands or anything. So I could go through security in five seconds. I just walk through it like any normal person and it it can be pretty easy, but never send your puppy through the x-ray machine because that is horrible. What if they... Oh, there's so oh many my goodness. That could well, go wrong. <laughs> sometimes common sense isn't common. <laughs> right. Totally. They've, they've told me before, like, you need to take out your puppy. And I'm like, oh, I know. I'm just like getting settled. And in my head, I'm like, what do you mean take out my puppy? Like, of course I'm going to. And then I'm like, you know what? There's always that one person out there. You never, you never know. So. <laughs> right. It's like on the coffee cups when they're like, the contents is hot. <laughs> yes. It's like that you have to say it because one person. <laughs> yes. Totally. Totally. Oh, that's funny. So do you have any advice for someone who is looking to like, not necessarily be a flight nanny, but like to get into some sort of travel job, something that they maybe weren't familiar with? What would you recommend? My number one thing that got me started was being confident and trustworthy. I mean, if you have a puppy with you and you don't send not one picture or update or anything, and you do the bare minimum of just delivering the puppy and If I put myself in the buyer's shoes, I'd be like, are they loving my puppy? Is the puppy stuck in the carrier? Are they just not even caring for it? Are they just looking the other way? Are they, are they even doing what I'm, you know, kind of paying them to do, which is a luxury service of making them loved and comfortable and type of thing. And in the beginning, what really helped me out was when I would reach out to breeders or buyers. After I did a couple deliveries, I realized the more photos I send and the more updates I send, it makes people so comfortable and have just a good feeling from that. And to the to the point where I've gotten tipped before from how good I've done with my delivery, people have said to me, like, I'm so grateful for how many how many pictures you sent and updates. Like I could just tell that you love that puppy and you you were doing this like you love what you do. This is your job. And so I've gotten tipped from the effort and the work that I've put in and just, you know, loving this puppy and making sure they are as comfortable as they can. And so I've noticed that the more confident you are and the more updates you send, I think for any job, just being clear and communication and knowing what you're doing. I mean, I am 21 years old, but a lot of people ask me, you know, they'll ask if I'm with the person in front of me, if I'm in a company minor, people think I'm carrying a stuffed animal around the airport and I'm traveling by myself. So I've had a lot of instances where people don't take me seriously because they think I'm so young or I will go like one time I went to board. I'm the highest status of Delta because of how much flying I've done. And I went to board and they were like, oh, sorry, we're only boarding, you know, first class and diamond medallion. And I was like, oh, I'm first class and I'm diamond medallion because I get I get upgraded sometimes. Mm -hmm. And they kind of look at me like, oh, oh, okay." And then I go on. So I've had so many instances where people just, you know, kind of talk down to me and try and make me feel low and. And so you just have to know what you're act like, you know what you're doing, even if you don't, but the more traveling you do, you'll, you'll know the ins and outs of things. And just to be confident. I mean, I've said that like so many times, but really like (laughs) be confident and put your foot down when you have to, but be respectful and kind of just be out there and be straightforward with people and have clear communication. That's awesome. And like a really solid advice just in life. (laughs) Right. Totally. Yes. Yes. 100%. You never know what kind of person you're going to run into. I mean, I've, I've worked, I've talked to people like gate agents or TSA people where it's like, 
man, they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on me. And so a lot of times you just also can't take it personally. I, a lot of times just think to myself, if somebody is being rude, I'm like, you know what? I'll probably never see them again in my life. And I'm totally okay with that. So let's just turn the other cheek and get this puppy home. And let's not let that ruin my day. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good attitude. And just like, I am the final goal. So right, that's awesome. Totally. And you had mentioned that there are companies that do this, transport puppies. Yes. Um, how If someone wanted to work for a company that does this, what would you recommend? Um, I actually had a company reach out to me one time asking if I wanted to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't looked too deep into it, but I think it would be kind of like another interview process, just seeing how you would do. And my guess is, I think that, once you're hired, it's kind of the same thing that I would do, but the company is the one that probably does like the flights and the payments and the people pay through the company and, and things like that, which isn't as personal. I love the personal aspect of talking with the buyers, you know, constantly giving them the flight information and, you know, showing them everything that they would need to know where to meet them type of thing. So I think if you wanted to work for a company, I think they're always looking to hire just because there's so many puppies out there that need to be delivered. I mean, a human has one baby or two babies or three babies or four quadruplets, but I mean, there's litters of 10 or 12. And so there's always people that are needed to go home. And so I would just reach out to a company and again, be confident and be up for it and say, this is something I would love to do. And I would love to show you that I can do this. And I'm sure it would be a pretty easy process. So. Fantastic. And if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you online? So I have a website. It's www.flyingwithkenna.com. I also mainly use Instagram. It's at flyingwithkenna. I post all my deliveries on there. That's another thing that also helped me get started is every time I deliver, I post every single delivery, every single puppy I've delivered. That way people can see I'm real and I'm legit and I'm not a scam and I'm coming to them, I promise. And um, and so that's another way I will go through my DMs and people request and send me messages or ask questions. I also have good recommendations of products to use and carriers. And so if anyone wanted to reach out, I'd love to give them links to things. And so, yeah. Perfect. And I'm going to link all that in the show notes too. So you can just click and find her easily. Thank you so much for being here, Kenna. It's really interesting to learn. I love these conversations just because I always learn something new. So thank you so much for being here. You learn something new every day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And everyone else, I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice talking to you and meeting you. you. Wait, before you go. If you are here because you are exploring your travel options, I am excited to share with you that I've just revamped my free offerings to help you on your journey. Whether you need help budgeting for a career break, saving money for a trip, or learning how to effectively apply for a remote job, I've got you. Visit the link in the show notes or go directly to www.travelshifters.com freebies to download what you need. And don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. 
Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.